You're listening to Rust Belt Running. I'm Adam Wheeler. You can find me on social media at Wheels Up in CLE. Joined by Andrew Hedinger, who you can find on social media at Andrew Runs A Lot. And Matt Martin, who you can find on social media at Matt Mart Run. If you want to follow all of us, there you'll go to Rust Belt Running. Instead of starting you off with a bunch of ads, we're going to start you off with different ways that you can support Rust Belt Running. First is run coaching. Adam, why don't you tell us about it? It's personalized run coaching. It takes into account the schedule that you have to get your runs in, the goals that you have, as well as the base that you come to us with. You talk to us about what it is you want to be doing, the time that you have to do it, and we come up with a personalized plan that fits your needs, works on you towards your goals, and helps provide a bird's eye view on your training to make sure that you don't plateau, to make sure that you're doing the correct training that's appropriate for you, and to get you showing up on race day confidence that you're going to be ready to hit your race goals. We all know running in groups can be more fun than running alone, and your training can be the same way. So grab a couple of your closest running friends and we can train your group of up to five friends together. With a personalized group plan, you can get the camaraderie of being on a team, but the personalization to fit your group's needs, similar to our individual training. Click on the RBR team's link on our website and go smash some PRs with your friends. And if you're looking for other ways to support the show, go to rustbeltrunning.com. There you can find different merch, t-shirts, bags, all kinds of things. Um, All of that helps support us and helps us keep bringing you new stuff on our social media platforms, to the podcast, to our training programs. There's more than one way to support our show. So this helps us keep this show ad-free, keep us from making you go to a Patreon to subscribe for stuff. We want to keep it free, but yeah, go to rustbeltrunning.com, support the show, sign up for coaching. We'd love to have you. Hey fellas, how you doing? Um, I'm not dead. So I guess, uh, that's a, wasn't sure if that would be the case a couple weeks ago when this all started, but I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Matt, how, uh, how you holding up over there? You? I'm doing pretty well. I'm uh, celebrating an unexpected victory Monday, so you can't, you can't yes. be too upset about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually wearing a Browns hat because all my other hats are packed in a suitcase right now. Um, the unimportant hat. He's got the unimportant <laughs> hat on. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I love this hat because I love the Brown and the Elf. Um, but uh, I, I'm going to say this with the – like best and like I'm, I'm going to be as well-meaning as I can. Uh-oh. You guys are really celebrating the hell out of that win. Oh, just the, I'm like, just, I, I, I did y'all get a trophy for that game? I'm just curious because that's what it, it feels like, like that. As Browns fan, we were, we were, we were counting this one as a, you know, let's just wave the white flag and hopefully just yeah. back next week. So the fact that we we didn't we didn't we shouldn't have won. It's not like we our offense didn't win the game, but hey, our defense won the game basically, and the refs helped a little bit, and their kicker helped a little bit. But hey, we're gonna take it and move on and act like we won the Super Bowl for six more days. <laughs> okay, so yeah, okay, all right. Uh, it's just from a semi like I'm I'm not a full on outsider. Like I have a foot in the door here, but I was a little. <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny. You, it's, you guys are you guys are wild. Um, well, you know the thing about the Browns fan base is that this fan base is so desperate for a winner that anything that might happen that looks like it might keep that from happening. 
becomes like an existential crisis. So all we've had for two weeks are, oh my God, the franchise quarterback, you know, they screwed up his shoulder. There's a conspiracy going on. He's way more hurt than he really is. He's not the guy. And everybody sees these dreams of him being the guy, like flushing down the drain. And then, so when we go out and win a game that we should not have won, it's like, it's, there's this collective, like, Oh, okay. Like the team might still be fairly good. It's it is just funny. I'm sorry. It you guys, yeah. Matt was right. You're celebrating like you won the Super Bowl. I mean that that's what it is. It's uh, we don't haven't had a lot to celebrate yeah. in the last 20 years, <laughs> bud. I don't. I mean, I understand. I I don't think I've seen a win celebrated uh, quite like this one though. It's just uh, it's interest. It's just interesting to see from an outsider's perspective. I uh, yeah. Kudos. Uh, is that uh, so? So Matt's brought up the unexpected. Um, victory Monday, Adam. What you got this week? An unexpected victory Monday. That was going to be my highlight. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there we go. I will say this: there's something fun about having a defense that's historic. Like, looks like it could be historically good. Yes. Like offense is fun, but I think there's something great about having a defense that a- another team just has no answer for. And I, mm-hmm. I know you have really good reasons for hating Kyle Shanahan, but the dude is one of the mm-hmm. most gifted play oh. callers in, in the game. And outside, outside of that of opening the last few minutes of a Super Bowl, Absolutely. Yes. yes. I mean, that's legit. Um, multiple. Twice. Yeah. Multiple big games. His teams don't score late, um, but uh, it was great to watch him just have no answer. Like just be on the sidelines, looking at his play sheet and just not have any answer to do anything against our defense. That's that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, with, with those weapons too. I mean, Debo was out, and Brandon Ayuk couldn't hold on to the ball. Yeah, and that was unreal to see so. him. Tr- yeah, I mean, t- Brandon Ayuk dropped like two or three that were right in his hands. That mm-hmm. one was deep too on third down, and yeah. it's a great throw by Purdy. But Purdy looked—I mean, he was terrible. Like he looked like the—he looked like Mister Irrelevant. So it was cold and windy down there. <laughs> But they they are still a five and one team, so oh, that's, they're really that's good. Still a real that's a really good football team. Yeah, and you got you got them on a good day in Cleveland, and that was that was home field advantage all the way, weather and all. So, yeah, well, congratulations, guys. I'm I'm happy for y'all. And um, Desmond Ritter lost his first home game as a college or pro quarterback. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a wacky stat. And that, that stat Matt asked me uh, when we were in our Airbnb at Chicago, wow, who would have thought the Falcons would have segued us perfectly into today's topic? Nice. Um, we were in the Airbnb in Chicago, and Matt was placing some uh, some some bets on his uh, – do you use DraftKings? Yep. What, um, and uh, he asked me who to take between the uh, – uh, it was Falcons and uh, Jaguars. No. It wasn't the Jaguars. Houston game. and somebody, um, I thought. Yeah, it was Houston and Falcons in Atlanta. And you asked me who to take straight up because obviously the Falcons are my team. And um, I told you to take the other guys. And <laughs> I did say, I did say Desmond Ritter is undefeated at home as a pro or college quarterback. And uh, he proved me wrong. He won that one, but that streak is now over. So. <sighs> maybe the Falcons will get Kirk Cousins. Who knows? Um, we'll see. I don't really want that to happen either. Uh, so Chicago, we're at an Airbnb. We're, we're today we're going to recap uh, some pretty awesome 
uh, weekends that we had. Um, and it started uh, last week when we uh, we arrived in Chicago. It was my first major. Um, and we got to, I, I got to run around to say you got some good miles in on Sunday. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, for, for the record, Matt, we asked our Uber driver if he would have been OK with seven people. He's like, I don't give a shit. So you didn't have to run <laughs> to the bar that night after. No, I walked marathon. most of the way. But I don't you beat us there. But whatever. Um, so, yeah, we got there that Friday night. We you and I, we missed each other because I rode with uh, with our friend Erica and her husband, Niles, from Cleveland to Chicago. We were a little bit ahead of you and <laughs> on their anniversary, <laughs> on their anniversary. What a way to celebrate and a monument tenth, their 10th anniversary. And it started <laughs> it started with my dumbass. This is really how it started in North Ridgeville. We get to her mom's house. As soon as we walk in the front door, I just got hit with a wave of panic. I was like, I don't have my ID. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit, where's my wallet? And I have like that, that, uh, that thing that like clips to the back of my phone. Mm-hmm. Like I have that mag safe case and I have the little thing that way I don't have to carry a wallet all the time. And it wasn't on my phone. And I was like, oh no, it's, I must have like had my phone charging or something and I took it off and I was, I couldn't find it. My backpack, I couldn't find it anywhere. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife did the, she volunteered. I did not tell her to do this. I told her not to, as a matter of fact, and she insisted. So this was her fault. And <laughs> she drove an hour and 20 minutes back to Canton. Couldn't find my wallet. She grabbed my passport instead. And she drove back. She was about 20 minutes back. And I went upstairs to where we were sleeping. I was like, all right, I'm dumping out my backpack. It's not (laughs) there. Like I already had thought I took everything out, but I was like, I'm dumping it out on the bed. And I take my laptop out and I see underneath my laptop is the little sleeve that that is magnetized goes to flips to the back of my phone. And there was my, driver's license and everything in my backpack the entire time so poor Brittany. To chicago started out pretty shitty i know <laughs> i know yep no good deed goes unpunished right guys <laughs> um, but i yeah how, how was uh what, what were your thoughts matt like heading into the city like you've been to chicago before um did nate know what willis tower was as y'all were driving in because he was real hot about willis tower <laughs> You know, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure he knew what it. I didn't know what it was until he bought tickets for it. So, but hey, it was cool. We ended up going and seeing he didn't. that. But yeah, he didn't know. Uh, that was the funny thing. He kept asking us. Like we went out Saturday morning, and we, while we were running, he was like, "Which one's Willis Tower?" I was like, "You got to be kidding!" Because <laughs> you couldn't see it where we ran on the river. Yeah, so we went to the expo Friday night, and then uh, then we went. I finally met up with you guys at a, at Miller's bar down there, um, close to our Airbnb. We had some beers with, a with our, with our full gang and then went out for a little shakeout run on Saturday morning. And that's when I realized that Nate didn't know what Willis tower was. Y'all went to Willis tower. <laughs> I did not go. I did ugly Photoshop myself into a picture um, <laughs> with Nate and Bethany. And somebody asked me if that was real. And I was like, you gotta be, kidding me 
Um, <laughs> Holding your bib in Willis Tower. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I took my bib with me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that. how cool was that? Like, that looked freaking awesome. Yeah, Willis Tower is pretty cool. I mean, you get to go. It's like the tallest tower in Chicago, and they give you all the stats. I already forgot most of the stats. Um, <laughs> but basically, you... You go up this tower tour and everything, and at the very top, you can actually sit in the or you stand in like this glass box over like out you know outside the tower basically. So you look down and you're looking mm-hmm. down at the ground. So it was pretty cool. You can take pictures and everything. Um, really good views of the city, and uh, yeah, it was a fun time. It was definitely worth it. It was funny um, the whole time we were there. Uh, I kept making stupid. Jo- I kept making the stupid comment. <laughs> I guess that's why they call it the Windy City. Um, <laughs> of course, you did. <laughs> whenever there was like a breeze or anything, <laughs> so we were on our shakeout run. Me and me and Nate, and um, at this point, Nate was already getting like a little annoyed with this comment that I kept making, and uh, we wound up behind this like tour group of people from Europe who were doing their like their shakeout run and uh we we started talking to this one or I I had said to Nate I think this is a tour group and this one guy was like with his Scottish accent and said yeah we are we're a tour group and so we started talking to him and uh you know that was one thing that I thought made Chicago real cool was the amount of international people that we got to interact with Mm -hmm. um it was one thing that made the race kind of a challenge because you didn't know who you could communicate with next yeah. to you. Whereas like Columbus, I was, you're able to just talk to anybody. You, yeah. you just assume, you know, most people are going to be English speaking, but we're, we're there talking to this guy and, you know, he, uh, he ends up saying, you know, the, the weather is pretty perfect and, you know, it doesn't look like there's going to be much wind. And I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> But maybe maybe once we're you know amongst the when we're amongst the buildings and stuff, you might have some wind come through. Guess that's why they call it the Windy City. And, and Nate just like puts his head down and starts shaking his head. I look off to the lake because I'm like laughing, and he says the guy just looked at him like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Uh, it, it, it never got old. It had to sound so forced. The guy was probably so confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it, it was stupid. I I said it a lot. Um, it turned out to not be windy at all for race day, which yeah. is, I mean, we had optimal weather on race day. We did um we had a little incident with our dinner that night, um, the night before the race. <clears throat> Your poor wife, your wife and my wife both had just good deeds go awry as uh, Steffi handmade pasta for us. Yeah, she handmade and... pasta like the week before and had it all dried out in a bin. And that morning I open, I, I look at, it's in a clear container. And I look down and I'm like, it's kind of like dark colored. I'm like, maybe it's just a lid. So I took the lid off and all the pasta was moldy. From like, oh no! And it took her like a solid four to five hours to make all of it. So no. we ended up having to toss all that, and you know, we still had a good pasta dinner. I thought I I served I Hell served yeah. everybody spaghetti and pasta or spaghetti and sauce and Alfredo <laughs> with some chicken. Yes. Yeah, it, it turned out all right. We had a good time. Um, 
I had to I had to go to Walgreens to get us oil, and <laughs> I think I did. I, I think that was all I got us and wine. Um, but yeah, that was it, it was it was still a great experience. But yeah, that was it was it was we felt bad for Steffi, but it's I mean it's kind of comical because yeah. it's just this big ass bin of moldy spaghetti noodles i was very much looking forward to those to that spaghetti too yeah. i feel like nate and i bringing jarred pasta was kind of uh that the the pasta gods may have not looked too kindly on that yeah, how big right. of a bin are we talking about she made an inordinate amount of pasta really mm-hmm. yes i don't yeah, I'm sorry it's, stuffy it's like a half tray so maybe bigger than like a full tray of you know with a clear plastic lid it just must not have dried out all the way had a little bit of moisture in it still yeah that sucked yeah but uh so we 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 did that and we're, we're kind of moving through this weekend because we have another weekend to talk about too but we, we had the race the next day um where we all woke up we applied our wolf tats um and uh we we all made our way to the start line and we, we had some friends come over. We had fellow wolves. Uh, I gave JP uh, his tattoo on Saturday. Luke came over on Sunday. Crystal, newly appointed wolf, <laughs> um, came over. And she had a great race on Sunday. Yeah. Um, we, uh, you know, we, we had a crew walk into the start. And as it being my first major, it was a that was a very different experience because you actually are getting wanded through security. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, every entrance was insanely busy where we dropped you guys off uh matt the ones who weren't running we dropped y'all off at the first gate that we came across we kept going until the lines were shorter um it was pretty it it was just crazy and then gear check was uh the drop off took forever the best part of the start for me was uh with the porter potty lines being crazy um, I really had to pee before the race. And I was like, you know what? I'll just wait until, you know, a couple sets of porter potties in and I'll just do it during the race. I don't want to wait in line. Yeah. Um, especially with how I, I know how strict they are with the corrals uh, and closing those at Chicago. Um, but uh, as I was walking around where they had the, um, the like, I forget what they're calling it, but they're like the elite, um, it's, it's an American EDA. Uh, God damn it. Uh, American, De- American development, something, something. Yes. Forgot something me. like that. Development was the word I was looking for, but yes, that program, I walk around their area and then all of a sudden I see a fence that has like the privacy sheeting on it and a row of like 40 dudes just half masked taking a pee right there on the fence. I was like, my guys, they can't, <laughs> they can't DQ all of us. So uh, we just, I just sat, I just stood there and pissed on a fence. It was uh that was a good start. It made me laugh. And uh, <clears throat> I was, I felt like I could go to the start corral and have some fun there. But uh, I will say being able to compare a race like Columbus to Chicago, you know, we're, we're very hot on thunderstruck being played. Chicago has a great start line song too, being the Bulls entrance music. Oh yeah. But I could barely hear it. Really? I was very disappointed. I barely heard the announcements of the athletes. Um, it was just a very quiet start. I was kind of surprised. Uh, I was really hoping for a little more hype. Uh, that's kind of what I was expecting. 
uh, was hype, but um, it, it was there amongst the participants, but it wasn't really there like the race feeding it to us, mm-hmm. which um, to me was kind of kind of disappointing because I had very high expectations for a major. But yeah. I almost wonder if because of the size of the race, if they just feel like there's not a need to do that, or if it's because there's a pro field, because Boston's not like that either. It's just mm-hmm. the announcements and then a starter's pistol and it's time to go. Right. Um, whereas like a, a race like Columbus really likes to get people hyped. I don't know. I don't know if that's because it's it's a bigger kind of like televised event. Oh, I don't know. It seems like you would want that on TV too, though. I don't yeah. know. I don't... I I mean I would want to see it on TV. I I would love seeing like the end. Of, I love seeing entrances of basketball games and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, but whatever. You know, I it wasn't there and kind of is what it is. Um, I thought between the start and finish, I thought the race was incredible um, and insanely well organized. Water stops were something I was worried about mm-hmm. uh, going into the race. I, I didn't know what the uh, water stops would look like, but they were enormous. They were on both sides of the road, pretty mm-hmm. much the entire way, at least the first half. Um, <clears throat> they were so big that I thought I missed water. Um, but no, it's just, you had a Gatorade stop that was probably 50 yards long. Mm-hmm. And then 50 yards after that, you had a 50 yard long water stop. Right. So I, and I think everybody was pretty respectful too, trying not to cut each other off. If they weren't getting Gatorade or water, most runners moved to the center. Um, so like, as far as organization goes, I thought it was great. Um, but, uh, my race was not fantastic. Uh, that was kind of a, not, and I, I was, I tried, I tried really hard to, to rally from Erie. Um, we were talking about this beforehand. I think it was really hard to stay peaked. Yeah. Um, for Erie. Uh, it, it was, that was four weeks. That was a long time. I mean, that turned into like a 20 or 22 week training cycle. That's yeah. just a really long time to try to stay in that condition. And mm-hmm. maybe I just wasn't there too. Uh, you know, the injury in July kept, kept a lot of my fast work a little slower than maybe I would have liked. Um, you know, we, you, Matt, you were texting, you sent us that article, um, in our group chat about you know hills and stuff like that well hills i cut out too because of that calf injury you know it was and i would run routes on hills but any hill work was gone right um and uh you know there were things that maybe i wasn't able to do that kept made it even harder to stay in peak condition after erie but whatever i had fun i will say the crowd support was absolutely ridiculous um that was uh, the hype I didn't get at the start line. You got the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get to see Matt one at one point on the course. I think it was about mile seven or eight. It was, it uh, was pretty close to went 20K. Exactly. Oh, that's where I was sitting at. I don't, I don't know what, what is 20K? That's got to be about eight miles, right? Nine. 20K? 20K is it like 10 miles? Well, 10. No, 12 miles. Well, 10K, oh, 10K wow, 12. is 6.2. Oh, yeah, so. shoot. Yeah. That's. Oh, so the wheels had fallen off by that point already. <clears throat> I wasn't. They, they weren't on their way off. I felt like I saw you earlier than that. But yeah, I had a. Uh, you know, I just. I, I think with how early things did get rough, 
um, when I was actually able to finish. Cause that was, it was similar to my, uh, finish at, uh, glass city when I had that half marathon effort that just was not there from the start. And I had to slog my way through like nine miles of a half marathon. It was awful. Uh, this was kind of similar. Like I had to fight for probably close to 18 miles in a pretty dark place where I was just like, this is not my day. I don't have an option to cut off at half. I want this goddamn medal because I just spent a lot of money to come here and I'm not wasting it. And this is my first major and this crowd is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get through this finish. Yeah. You know, that was really like, it was one of the darkest races I've had because I was there for so goddamn long. And, uh, you know, the, but the city and being there was, it it was good enough to, to get me through a finish. It was not a, uh, it was not my fastest time. It was three twenty four and change. Um, I think it it was my fourth fastest at the time, Mm -hmm. but, um, I did get to hear it was, I think it was about mile 18. I ran past a uh, police officer where I heard on his CB. I knew we were getting close to the time that the elite should be finishing. Mm-hmm. And I heard on his CB, I heard world record. That was all I heard. And I was Damn. like, fuck yes. <laughs> I was like, this is, uh, this is how we got. That's how I found out there was a world record. Then I started asking spectators and I started asking volunteers and like the course marshals and stuff. And I was like, do you guys know the time? Do you guys know the time? And nobody knew the time, even though they could have looked it up. They probably just weren't interested. They, they yeah. were interested in watching us run. And uh, finally, we came up on some dude who had a microphone and a speaker, and he was cheering everybody on with that. Um, just a spectator who was, you know, super hyped. But um, he did. A, he told us Kelvin Kipton won. And I was like, and I just yelled, what was his time? And he said, two hours, 35 seconds. And me and the dude next to me were like, what the fuck <laughs> like i was bonkers. expecting for i was expecting like 20107 or something like that you yeah. know I, t- two hours 35 i'm like no way yeah. um that was pretty ridiculous but that was kind of a fun way to find out because we all started kind of piecing that information together as runners um, and we were trying, everybody was kind of trying to get information from people off the course mm-hmm. and uh <clears throat> That was, uh, you know, that was kind of a fun experience. You know, some of the the lack of communication that we maybe felt we had because you didn't know if the person next to you spoke English because mm-hmm. um, they probably didn't. I mean, I feel like it's like or it's like a 50 50 chance. Oh, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, and I'm sure you guys can attest Boston's probably similar. Um, the bus ride, I was but, trying to talk to somebody next to me asking about goals. And I realized like partway through my question, like she didn't understand a word I was saying. <laughs> um, but like that, that finally we were able to like, there was something that got us all audibly talking to ourselves and exclaiming mm-hmm. something. And we're like, okay, well, I can talk to this guy or, and that was, it was pretty, uh, pretty cool to get that. Uh, report that way matt you got to witness it a little bit yeah i got what to was, see uh, him at like i got to see you know all the leaders and you know all the super fast people a couple times at like mile three and then same spot where i saw you at like 12 12 and a half um but watching like kiptum and then the other two guys he was with 
you know, they're wearing like these, you know, super thick alpha flies, which if you ever listened to anybody wearing an alpha fly, it sounds like, like even one person wearing alpha fly sound like they're like a stampede of, you know, elephants or something. But these guys, zero footprints or, or zero footsteps. You don't hear anything. And I was in a quiet section. There was nobody around me and they run right by me just silent mm-hmm. and they're just literally flying <laughs> and i was like yeah to, it's, they're, they're just in it they're a completely different world and you know they're not they're in a different sport than you know recreational runners it's just insane oh yeah your friend tyler posted that video that he got of him <clears throat> i don't know where it was i don't think it was at the finish yet it had to be close because caprudo was not anywhere in frame so they had to be, it had to be final 10 K, but I'm like, did his feet ever touch the ground? Like the entire way, like that contact time is just stupid. And uh, I mean, you're just watching these guys take these ridiculous strides that somehow they're over top of their feet. Still. I just mm-hmm. don't like, it seems like it defies physics. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what makes them so good. Their body does things that, you know, our bodies can't that's, that's why they're where they are. Um, I can't wait to dive in more to Kelvin Kiptum and even some of what has come out, you know, about like his training regimen and stuff since then. I think there's a lot to unpack with him, with this world record. Um, not tonight, but I think there's a lot that we can discuss in the coming weeks because he <clears throat> he puts in some ridiculous <laughs> mileage consistently. And he's 23. That has his own coach that- worried. Yeah, right. But he's 23. Like you are not a good marathoner at 23. Like that's just not when you're his, his, his trajectory to get him where he is, um, has been, you know, the opposite of what, you know, every other great marathoner has, um, had. So it's, you know, that that's obviously good for him. He's the world record holder and he's, he's, if things keep going, he's getting, we're going to, you know, have a sub two very, very soon. Um, and I mean, uh, smart, the money would be on him, uh, to do it. I would assume. Yeah. Uh, unless he burns out. So yeah, a lot to talk about on that later. Did you watch the race, Adam? So I watched some, the problem is that the, the coverage was on, I don't know if it was on Peacock or NBC Sports, one of the one of the two streaming apps they have, and it wasn't it wasn't them actually broadcasting the race. They were they just had a way that you could link up to the Chicago like the local Chicago broadcast, right. and it made the race really unwatchable. Uh, you know, we've talked before about how we hated ESPN's coverage of like the New York Marathon because they do everything but talk about the race, and the Chicago coverage was the same thing because really it was a local Chicago station that was covering it like a local Chicago event. So you would click over and it was like, Oh, Hey, here's a, here's a native of Chicago who's running the race. And this is what they're running for. Or, Hey, we're going to go talk to the ward president of the only Asian American, you know, district in Chicago. I I, no offense, but I don't care about any of that stuff. I just want to watch the race. So I was finding some feeds on Twitter that were broadcasting like live streams of the race. Um, you just you wanted to ask me this to chastise me for watching soccer at the same time, didn't you? 
No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, all it was funny. Time, we all got time for jokes today, Adam. No, it was funny because Andrew at one point texted me. He's like, did you watch the race? I'm like, well, and I was trying to explain. He's like, there was soccer on. It wasn't there. I'm like, yes, there was. But no, I, I had clicked over and it was just, it was all local Chicago stuff. They covered it like a local event. So as far as like race spectating went, it was kind of unwatchable. But I did click over towards the end to watch Kipton finish up. Um, yeah, it's just, it's incredible to watch a guy win a major like that with nobody else in frame. It's incredible just to watch him look as strong at the end. I mean, the guy put down like a 1351 5K, I think from 35 to to the 40K. And then um, and then leaped into his coach's arms uh, across the yes. line and did not look, did not <laughs> yes. look tired. I'm like, you would not find no. me getting any sort of air in, in a jump after no. a marathon. <laughs> right. You know, I think about I don't how- want to do it after I don't want to do that after a 20 mile training run. That dude no. just set a world record. Yeah. I think about how close to out of control I felt coming down the hill during the guardian mile when I ran as fast as I've ever like run a mile in and it, it's nowhere near what Kipton was running as his average. Like I just, mm-hmm. I can't fathom trying to run that and sustain it for 26 miles. And I love it because anytime this happens, you get the, you get the people speculating like, okay, how long could I run and sustain that effort. And I think with serious, and I mean serious training, I think I could hit 1K doing it, but it would require me to devote a lot of time trying to do it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I think Max, I know I did I did one lap last year mm-hmm. that was at the Kipchoge um, world record pace, which yeah. I think was 437. And I think now, I mean, it's only a second difference. Um, yeah. But uh, so it's the same thing. I did one 400. I think if I went out and yeah, it was, I'm setting to do this. Like, I think that was my last rep of like 400 repeats at some point. But like, if I set out to do, I could maybe, maybe do one 800. Maybe. How much could you do at 436? Not right now, Matt. But you know, in, in peak, in peak. I mean, uh, What's it called? Adult track night. I did four forty two, so I could maybe do three laps. Three laps at four thirty six. Fucking a four forty two. You're so. This is why I make fun of you for being injured because I can't make fun of you any other time. <laughs> any other time. <laughs> which, this is all I got. Which right now I couldn't even touch five forty two. I don't think so. <laughs> maybe well, even six forty two. So I, I made a joke about it earlier. After the race on that Sunday, we uh, we went out to a bar and we we got an Uber, and we we had seven people in our or no we had oh because we had Crystal with us. So we had we had our whole Airbnb, which was six people and Crystal, mm-hmm. and the uh, the Uber Lyft whatever we got was for six people. Okay. Well. Nate being the like rule stickler that he is was nervous that we weren't going to be able to get all seven people in. And so Matt volunteered to run to the damn bar and um, that's how he got his miles in. He, he also wore his bib and you got, you, you got some checkpoints. You, you hit some mats. You I, showed up in the app. I signed up for tracking and I got some you race may not photos. Have started, but you got some mats. <laughs> I'm wearing I'm wearing pants with my hoodie tied around my waist uh, with my bib on, and I got some race photos. They're pretty That's funny. Awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Uh... It was a fun time, man. I, 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 it was very hard to stop at five miles because I was running with Steph, 
And uh, I was like, mm. if I don't stop now, I'm going to like run to the finish line. So I, I just had to peel off. <laughs> right. Um, you know, one, I wanted to bring up one funny thing that I had happen to me during that race. And then I want to give kind of final thoughts on it because I want to move to Columbus because that was hella fun. Um, there was one sign that I saw and, you know, signs are always something we pick out. Well, this, when I saw this sign at first, I, it looked weird to me. I was like, this doesn't look like a sign somebody made because it was like on a post. Um, but it didn't look like professionally done either. And I thought it said, look out for exiting carbs. Well, it was a sign in front of a parking garage that was exiting onto the street that actually said, look out for exiting cars. And it was permanent. Um, and I didn't realize it till I got closer. But after my fiasco at Columbus last year in Akron last year, I thought look out for exiting carbs was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I was like, so when I thought that's what it was, I was laughing to myself. And then I got closer and realized what it actually was. And I started laughing harder. And then I was like, man, that's a real opportunity missed. Um so I kind of want to go because I mean every runner would understand that. That would be a that would be oh, a funny sign to see. Right. So I, I like somebody needs to go around to like all the parking garages on, that are on marathon courses and just slap a B. You know, like they 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 read out uh, every M on Ohio State's campus. Yeah. Do the same thing, but if if it says look out for exiting cars anywhere, just sm- slap a little B on there. Um, that would be, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, can you guys ask me tons of, Oh, I wanted to give closing thoughts on Chicago. Um, so I said earlier for a major, I, you know, I was, I had very high expectations and I love the race. I really mm-hmm. did. I had a, a whole lot of fun. Um, I did learn some things though. It's similar to when I was at Boston and I said, I never want to do a major expo again. Um, Chicago was a little better than Boston. I mean, it was a, little less claustrophobic yeah. um, as far as the expo goes. Um, Cause they didn't separate the like official expo spot and the uh, you know, the rest, the rest of the regular vendors and they didn't have like Boston was just too much of like a, you know, hand job photo op place. Like there were just like spots everywhere. It was like, I like the Boston marathon, but I don't need 84 spots to take a photo. You had a nice way. You just had a nice way of phrasing that. It made me think, like, where are there places for hand job photo ops? (laughs) (laughs) No, I know what you mean. Like, the the Boston Expo is a is like a tribute to the Boston Marathon, and it's almost like a museum more than it is an expo. Mm -hmm. And like, hey, like that's it, it can be cool, but I think because a lot of people aren't necessarily interested in that there are the places where people want to get to where it's just, that's where everybody's at. Right. Well, yeah. and they like cattle you through all of it too. Yeah. Like I, it, it's, I, I hated it and I will never step foot in that expo ever again. Um, I will go pick up a bib at some point in my life, but uh, Chicago was not nearly as bad. And I, I thought their like pickup system was awesome. Uh, yeah. Their volunteers were incredible, just super friendly. Um and uh, yeah, I thought like that, that was all great um, gear check before the race uh, gear check, particularly after the race was a shit show. 
Um, I waited half an hour to get my bag. It was unbearably bad. I would have rather run an extra two miles than, um, than do that. Um, cause it was, I would have rather, yeah, I would have rather just made it 50 K <laughs> and have my bag waiting for me at the end of that. Cause it felt like running an ultra standing still forever. It was terrible. Was it just um, one big central location? Uh, no, there was, there were separate ones for different waves. Um, the finish line was an eternity long too. Um, it was, which I know Boston has a long finish. This was, I'm pretty sure even longer though. It was crazy. Uh, so, uh, this is where I said earlier between the start and finish, I thought it was incredible. Mm -hmm. The start line was not hype. The finish was brutal. Um, and the party I thought was great where they had the party where you could like meet up with your friends and grab beers and stuff. That was an awesome green space for as many people as are there. 48,000 participants. I never felt like we didn't have a place to sit or, you know, hang out. We were there for a while too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We must've been there for an hour, hour and a half after we finished. Um, I, so I thought that was awesome. Uh, Steffi got a hot dog, right? Yeah. She never ate it. It's not in the fridge back at the Airbnb until the next morning when Brittany found it. No, that was, but, uh, I thought that was Bethany's hot dog. She ate her hot dog. I was, <laughs> you know, as you say that it makes me, it makes me kind of wonder why Boston doesn't utilize the park beyond the finish line in, in kind of the same way. Cause that's where the buses take off from. And when you finish mm-hmm. on Boylston, you then keep going forward because the way they do gear check with Boston is they, they load you onto different buses based mm-hmm. on what your bib number is and so what does suck and especially like with boston's or like this past one where it was cool enough to like like enjoy running in but then when you were done and the body temp started to fall like you were cold and I, I the bus that i had to go to was the farthest from the finish line but you go that way and you're right by the park again it would really make sense to have that as like a main sort of like staging area to meet people because instead what you have to do is they have like meeting areas that are two or three blocks over but you're like having to zigzag through a bunch of like side streets and stuff to get there. And it's just, you have this big open space just beyond where your gear check is. Just talk with the city and utilize that and just have this big open area for people to meet in. It would be so much more convenient. Yeah. And then maybe Matt wouldn't wind up huddled up against the building thinking he's going to die in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, 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 I wonder when it just comes to that stuff, if majors are just too big to Could feel be. like they need to improve those things. Like I, or, or maybe, maybe they're too big. They can't, or maybe be. they just don't feel like they need to. It's probably a combo of the, of the two um, zoning. Who knows? There, there's zero reason why Chicago couldn't bring in more speakers and really pump that music and the audio where you could actually hear it. I never knew who they introduced. Um, and it's not like the crowd was, yelling super loud like it's mm-hmm. a marathon crowd where we weren't like you know we weren't browns fans cheering on a missed field goal or anything <laughs> there you go guys how about that i had a feeling that <laughs> thanks Jake Moody. But, <laughs> but uh yeah um but i thought i thought the race was i i did i really enjoyed it and i would love to go back i'd love to go back and give it a chance to actually you know race it um i do think it's it's hard to you know, I, I have a very soft, 
very special place in my heart for Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, always will. When last year, when Matt, when you were in Chicago, this is when it all started. You were watching Steffi. I was, I was sitting in my chair, um, watching the watching the race unfold on TV, and I was texting both of you guys, and I, I was like, I, I want to go to Chicago. This looks like a ton of fun. If I don't get to Boston at Columbus next week, but I can get to Chicago, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I, but I was like, but I really love Columbus. I don't want to not do Columbus. This was how this whole, these two weeks unfolded. And then, you know, I kind of had that thought. And then I, you know, similar to how I felt in 2021 when we had Columbus and then Cleveland scheduled and then we had Haunted Forest come out the following. I'm like, well, that, that would be fun to do all of those. <laughs> I had the same thought that was like, why do I have to pick? Why don't I just do both of them? Right. And, so I, I committed right then and there via text to do it and, uh, you know, went out the following week, ran, didn't get Boston, but got the time to get me to Chicago. And I followed through and registered for both. And uh, when I woke up Sunday morning, I thought to myself, why the hell did I commit to this? <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I was in Columbus at my brother and sister-in-law's house. I, you know, I tried to treat this run like a, basically like, a, a, a an easy long run you have during training where you mm-hmm. maybe, you know, the night before you're like, you know what, I'm not going to care too much about what I eat. Um, so we, you know, they had chili and like meatball subs and I was like, fuck it. <laughs> um, so I had chili and I had meatball subs for dinner not something that you would typically want to eat the day before a race. Um, but when I woke up and I had those thoughts, I just was like, let's just get dressed and uh, let's just go see what happens. There mm-hmm. was, you know, at, there, there was a lot of, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of wind in the forecast and uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I I had many windy city jokes in my head <laughs> as uh, as the wind was forecast. It wasn't an issue during the race, but I I got to the race and I heard thunder and thunderstruck started. And mm-hmm. at that moment, I was like, "All right, I'm ready to go. Like, let's let's have some fun. I'm ready to do this. This is yeah. why I love this race. Like, all those enamorous feelings came back. I I wore my Chicago Marathon um, T-shirt." uh, from the week before. And one thing that was fun, there was a dude next to me in the corral. He was an older gentleman. He was wearing his, and we were talking about, I was like, ah, you ran Chicago too. And he's like, yeah. And, uh, I was still wearing my sweatshirt at the time. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about Chicago for a second. I was waiting a few more minutes for it to, uh, get closer to the start. I go, I take my sweatshirt off and, um, I walk back and he's like, he looks at me. He's like, Oh my God, you're running the full. (laughs) because <laughs> i didn't even look at his bib to see he was doing the half and yeah. i didn't say i was doing the full i so i and i kind of looked down i was like oh yep i i am and so that was uh that was the first like oh my god you're crazy but this is badass <laughs> comment i got the first of very many that i would receive throughout the day and i will take all of them and i'm not gonna humble brag or anything it was fucking awesome and um I enjoyed every second of it. But yeah, once Thunderstruck hit, you know, we we talk about that song often. It was time to go. So I lined up with the 330 group because <clears throat> I was just like, this is a good spot for me to be. It's not going to be too fast. Um, and if I finish with them, I'll be happy. I mean, yeah. my goal is to finish, but I want to put out a reasonable-ish effort. And I felt like that was in that that spot. Um, 
and uh it was it, but yeah they really helped to keep me from going out too fast because thunderstruck is just that and it makes you want to fucking go um it, i stuck with them for a while and then i i, I was running with this um me and this one girl got to talking her name was janice she's from uh uh north olmstead and okay. we we just started talking and it felt like a long run I mean, Matt, you and I have gone out on long runs. Adam, you and I have run plenty of times. I mean, it just felt like I was out on a just a training run with her. Mm-hmm. And the miles just started to tick by. The the sound, the the voices of the 330 pace group got more and more distant behind us until suddenly we couldn't hear them. And I looked back and I was like, uh, are, are we doing this? Or <laughs> like, what's going on? And so we, you know, we felt good. So we just kind of kept going. Um but it was really fun. There were so many times that we passed people who saw my shirt. Uh, and, um, you know, it, it's fun that it was a major the week before. Because if it wasn't a major, I don't know that it would have been picked up as much. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, people were like, oh, my God, you read Chicago last week? <laughs> and I'm like, yep, yep. Yeah. Those, those cheers got a little more bonkers after the half split because mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, he's here to do the full. Yeah, he's doing and, it. Like, and, uh, yeah, there's no turning back once that split comes. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was wild. So we were hammering out, like, low 750s for probably – miles four through 18 we -hmm. slowed down a little bit because of that hill going up woody hayes um but then janice had some stomach issues she had to peel off and i was like all right well i'm gonna go up this hill and uh, i'm gonna go through the park i stopped and took a took a pee myself in a porter potty not on a fence and um i was like all right it's time to go i got the voices of the 330 group in my in my the back of my head mm-hmm. uh after i came out of the porter potty and i turned around and there they are i was like no they ain't catching me so i i that's when i really took off and uh i have never had more fun i think you know i felt at that point like i did earlier in the race where i was all smiles and i felt like i was on a training run mm-hmm. i had a uh, you know continued to have people cheering me on for you know wearing that shirt and calling me out and yelling my name because it's on my bib and um yeah it was it was really something to to you know do that and have those thoughts of like oh my god i did this last week and here i am again doing it um i grabbed a beer from somebody at mile 22 i uh, i threw that down i thought at first i was like that kind of hit right and then about Two minutes later, I was like, oh, that might have been a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then I had a good burp and I was fine uh, from that point on. But I started to realize I was like, I ran a 324 in change last week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I can hammer out some faster miles here at the end, I might actually be able to beat that. Because I knew I was like low sevens at this point. And so that became kind of my goal. I was like, let's see if I can see if I can get there and finish this and, and beat that time from last week. Cause that would be super badass. Um, but I, and I, I, I was still smiling too. So I knew yeah. I had a good shot. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I got to mile 24. I grabbed a lay from, uh, one of the patient champions that was their Their whole team was like handing out lays to everybody. I was like, of course I'm going to grab one. This is the type of race I'm having. So yeah. two went on and I started booking it and, 
uh, kept going and rocked a 640 last mile. I saw Roger Davis and Andy Evans um, at the tw- mile 26 flag and uh, told Roger, I was like, I'm shocking the world. I'm running faster than last week. <laughs> and uh, and I, I came through. I, I was pumping up the crowd, gave a good Hulk Hogan ear uh, to the crowd <laughs> as I entered the uh, entered the finishing shoot. And, um, I saw that I was breaking 324 and I was just like, holy shit. Like that was, I just, I did it. Like I did it and I did it well. Like the Mm -hmm. week before wasn't great, but I mean, 324 is not a slow time. Not at all. Um, especially after your uh, third attempt. So yeah, I broke, I got 32347, I think was my time at Columbus. And I, I, it seriously was the most fun I've ever had running a full. Uh, I didn't think that I could beat last year, uh, as far as the fun meter goes. Uh, I had so much fun at Columbus last year, but this really did it. And, uh, I really, uh, I enjoyed my time there. So, um, you ran, you ran yeah, faster I, I, at, or uh, at mile 24 and 25 this year than you did last year. <laughs> so, after doing a full the week yeah. before <laughs> yeah no biggie yeah it was nuts yeah i was cooking i, I really was and probably I i'm guessing mile 26 there. too but i'm just looking at segments on strava and it said you set a pr of mile 24 oh. mile 25 <laughs> I, i'm assuming you didn't run a 640 mile 26 last year no, no, not a six four. Yeah, it, it might have been close-ish, yeah. but yeah, probably not. I, I probably ran like high six. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it was yeah, that was nuts, and that was after drinking a beer. Yeah, so powered up. Yeah, it's good stuff. And chill, yeah, chili and beers and Fortnite the night before. It's good Man, stuff. Whole new sets of advice for our athletes now. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it was, it was nuts. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I, uh, I, I'll be a cocky cuss about it because like, that's an accomplishment worth being cocky about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just like people who run ultras, like freaking celebrate. If, I mean, if you run a marathon, celebrate the shit out of it. Like, yeah. That's something I kept telling people who, um, you know, it, I, I had plenty of friends who ran their first, uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just kept telling him, celebrate it. Like, you know, you, you don't like one dude who I work with, who's the only person I, I work with, who I communicate with outside of work. Um, he, uh, you know, he's like, I want it a little faster than I got. I was like, dude, it's your first, like, yeah. celebrate the shit out of it. Like it's, it's an animal that you have to learn to tame. And, uh, and I'm still figuring it out. And that was number 10. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, celebrate it. Celebrate your dubs. And that definitely was yesterday. Oh, but I'm tired. Oh, what? Matt's screen sharing his pictures from Chicago. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. Hoodie tied around the waist. That's Got good. pants. Columbus shirt on. I'm ready. Yeah, you were you were ready. Um <laughs> Where you had your Lululemon tights on from uh, Bethany underneath that, right? I did. <laughs> they were a little tight. You didn't like them because uh, of the. 
there's little chafing. Well, see, that's that's the that's they, they were tight because you've had a stress fracture and you have been on the couch a little bit the last few months. Or they're women's tights. I don't know. <laughs> that seems like a small detail. <laughs> I I think they should be. I think they should be unisex personally, but whatever. Well, um, yeah. What else do you guys got from the last two weekends? Man. Um go ahead, Matt. I was just gonna say it was it was fun to see so many people that we that I know, even you know, at Chicago, um, and mm-hmm. some people that I know at Columbus just, you know, just run awesome races. We have so many people that ran Columbus, the half, the full that are from this area. Mm-hmm. Um it was good days to get some PRs. I know not everybody did, but like I said, the weather was pretty much well, Columbus maybe not, it was a little bit windy, but Columbus or Chicago weather was it really perfect. I didn't think the wind was that bad in Columbus. Okay. And I hate the wind. There were a few spots that we got kind of blasted by it, but mm-hmm. it, it wasn't terrible. So go ahead, Adam. Um, yeah. It was good to see all three of the athletes that we had running the two races uh, all had great races. JP PR, Erica crushed her PR. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, you know, he wanted to break 145 and he dealt with an Achilles injury partway through training that kind of sidelined him and he still broke 145. Yep. He finished seventh in his age group um, yesterday at Columbus. That was really good to see. Um, you know, it, really, if you look at the last three weeks, our athletes have had really good weeks. It's nice to see uh, it's nice to see us winding down at the end of our second year of coaching and just see like our athletes are having fun, they're hitting their goals. Um, it's good to see because it's been a lot of work on our part and it's really it's really good to yeah. see that it's paying off for them. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was good stuff. So, I think that's a good place to wind it down. So, we got yeah. more to unpack later, but for now, I'm going to finish getting ready for vacation. <sighs> you guys are going to have two weeks without or a week without me. So enjoy it. <clears throat> but uh, I'll be yeah, celebrating we'll be our win over the Colts like the Super Bowl, man. I'll be enjoying that. <laughs> I'm sure you will. So, um, yeah, until next time, guys, uh, I'll, I'll see you all soon. Um, I look forward to enjoying some off season. Um, yeah. Make sure you go enjoy some off season too. Um, you can sign up for base building with us at rustbeltrunning.com. We're in a little bit of a special right now through the end of the month. Um, and, uh, we want to, we, we want people to recover, right? So recover, right. And build the proper foundation. That's the goal. So, um, yeah, go check that out. Rustbeltrunning.com. You can DM us on Instagram at rustbeltrunning or email us at rustbeltrunning at gmail.com. Uh, definitely feel free to like, subscribe, review us on your favorite podcast platforms. And until next time, gentlemen. Enjoy your miles, everybody. I love my log. <laughs>